0: we are
1: underway now mcguire sending down the right flank michael halliday under 20 men halliday with a cross to the middle a shot they score and it's martin ojeda and now they say no offside they wave it off he's running free like the mulleted mare that he is Played to the middle by Marks to Westwood. Near side for Lindsay. Lindsay plays it down the flank. A one bounce for McKenzie Gaines. Now Capetti. Enzo with a chip. He score! Enzo Capetti! Once again the Road Warrior! And Charlotte FC to the lead the
0: 27th minute! Enzo Capetti silences the crowd here in Orlando.
1: Awful. The far side, top of the box for Vargas. Carewood step over. Carewood with a shot. And they say goal!
0: Kevin Vargas with his first MLS goal! Vamos, Pacero! Cohen Vargas finds the back of the net with an awkward deflection, but they all count!
1: Santos approaches, looking back post, far side, punched by Gallesse, chested down by Offal, Awful, Awful with a shot off the post! Harry almost made it 3-0.
0: Everyone needs to be loved the way that Brown Bronico is loved by Willie P.
1: A long chip by Orlando into the Charlotte end. Misplayed by Popetti with a shot. Save made by Marks. A rebound to Ojeda and they score. Uh, Arujo again. Once again, Ojeda. For Fernando Torres. Into the area for Enrique. Coming to save it for Charlotte. And it's into the goal. But now they're saying, hold everything. Don't think the goal is going to count. They're going to say offside.
0: I'm a little concerned, Willie P.
1: It's Jack Lynn who's come in for Al Rujo. Lynn for Ojeda. Ojeda with a cross into the area. It's Lynn with a shot. Save made by George Marks on a point-blank strike by Jack Lynn.
0: Huge save by George Marks. Gets that big hand up. Reaction save. Pinpoint. Brilliant from George. That is it. The crowd
1: belongs to Charlotte. For the first time in 2023, all three points for Charlotte FC. Man, that sounded good. Welcome into Crown Corner. A recap for the Orlando City contest, where Charlotte FC gets its first victory of the year, 2-1 over the Lions in the South. Will Pelagic, Jessica Charman here with you as we recap uh, recording on a Sunday day after Charlotte FC gets all three points from Orlando City SC, goals from Capetti and Carolyn Vargas, and also some big saves from George Marks for his first MLS victory. There's a lot to break down, Jess, but first of all, it's a a victory Sunday, which I think is a great, great thing for this fan base and for this club.
0: Yeah, it feels a lot better today waking up with three points than it has done over the last three weekends. So very excited about the way this team played, very excited about the changes that were made and the gamble that paid off with some of those decisions. And I'm not gonna lie to you, Will. Anyone that listened to the preview show knew that neither of us was feeling too confident going into this one just based understandably on the way that we had performed over the course of the last three games in Orlando's form. We came in like a different squad and it was so refreshing to call a game where we saw the team that we had expected to see after watching them during preseason.
1: Yeah, it looked like a completely different side in the first half, honestly, Jess, and and I say that not to denigrate the first three weeks because we love these players and we love this club, but there was something missing over the first three weeks. It's that intangible fluidity and chemistry and knowledge of where each other is going to be. That organization was lacking, and they had it in spades in the first 45 on Saturday. You saw Enzo Capetti making big, deep runs. You saw Mackenzie Gaines getting into dangerous areas. Kerwin Vargas shows a level of sauce that there just isn't on anybody else's pocket. No, no one else has that in his toolbox. His ability to just manipulate the ball, manipulate his feet. Uh, he had had so many close calls. He had one actually right before the goal that he scored that had come just to the outside of Pedro Gillespie on the left side of the post uh, his right side offensively and then just on that next touch that he took uh, an awkward deflection off of Michael Halliday the the right back and it goes into the goal Um, you heard the kind of awkward sensation there with with us because I think we all had been kind of expecting something big from Kerwin and I think we had been both calling for him to start the fact that he makes an instant impact. I know that he might've been tested his limits when it comes to his stamina, but man, oh man, he was sensational to see play yesterday.
0: I think I've been Cohen Vargas's biggest advocate since he arrived at the club. I just saw something different in him, even when he was struggling to adjust to MLS, even when he wasn't quite up to the run of the play. You knew he had a confidence in his own ability and a willingness to take opportunities that not every player has on this squad. And it paid off. As we said in the broadcast, you've got to take a shot to score. And Colin Vargas has never been afraid to pull the trigger. And you need someone like that in your squad that's able to create chances out of nowhere from their own individual ability and willing to take that risk of missing by taking a shot. And you saw it in that in that game. It wasn't his best strike, as you mentioned, Will. It wasn't his best strike of the game he had a couple of better connections but sometimes you get an awkward deflection sometimes you get a bobble sometimes you get a keeper's error you've got to keep taking those shots and i just love that Cohen vargas has enough confidence in his individual ability and enough freedom now to feel like he's able to do that so i was very impressed with the way that he played in the game he also showed a lot of what he can do defensively as well so big up the colombian
1: The old adage of uh, a shot on target is not a bad play. It ended up being uh, very much borne out in that goal for Kerwin. Let's talk a little bit about Enzo because he had been taken to task by his manager, and I think rightfully so. Uh, We both talked about the slam down of the ball against Atlanta. I think we saw a different Enzo Capetti. I think we saw a calmer Enzo, but with still that same channeled energy, there was still a little bit of back and forth between him and the, and the referee, but I don't think it was detracting from the kind of game that he played. I also feel like we saw the special type of characteristics that he could do. Like He was able to get in on that splitting run from Jalen Lindsay. That, that pass from Lindsay was one of the best forward passes we've seen a Charlotte FC fullback make in the brief year-plus of this club, the fact that it split both Mackenzie Gaines and Enzo Capetti right down the middle. Both of them had a chance to run at it, and Capetti is the one that makes the run and the one-touch chip over Pedro Galese. That is something that Charlotte FC had been lacking in the top, uh, in the top flight in the, in the number nine position, and that was just sensational from him.
0: Enzo is unbelievably mobile, in terms of his fitness his pace his engine on top of his build right a lot of times you see that big number nine that looks so strong they call him a tank for a reason yet he's quick and agile and able to turn and yes did he probably limit himself a little bit in the last game yeah and i think that latanzio's comments should have been worded better but i don't disagree that i think he got in his own head a little bit it was nice to see enzo capetti relaxed in this game it felt like he was more relaxed it felt like he was more confident in himself and when you score a goal of course you're going to feel that way i get it it's frustrating as you mentioned in the broadcast world well, he's one of the most uh one of the forwards rather has committed the most fouls you hardly ever see him get fouls in his favor he's the one committing the fouls just based on his physicality i get why he's frustrated but i think as he grows into this league we're going to see even more from enzo capetti and this was a great sign of what he can do i think biggest um, undervalued era of Enzo Capetti's game, or maybe not undervalued, but missed, is his ability on defensive plays, though. Enzo Capetti, based on the feel of the game at least, was the guy that was there nearly every set play defensively to head the ball clear. I remember several corners. I remember free kicks where he was near the front post area. He was so good in the defensive side of the ball, heading it clear, making the right decisions with defensive headers. It was really impressive to see the work rate that Enzo Capetti put in on both sides of the ball.
1: What did you think formationally? Because I know that Christian Latanzio had kind of stepped back into this 4-2-3-1 that he had played. They played more of a flat 4-3-3, which is the formation they used the majority of last year, also used for a lot of time under... Previous manager Miguel Angel Ramirez. I made the comment very early in the broadcast. They, just like you said, look more like themselves, and I don't. I don't know if if they are confined to a certain system because I feel like if you have good players, you can maybe confine and, and alter that system based on who you're playing and things of that nature. You want to have the same philosophies, but uh, having Bronico and Westwood in that in that double attacking role in the midfield, that uh, was Nuno Santos in the second half, and found that after the game that Westwood did indeed take a knock that uh, caused him to be subbed off at halftime. We'll have a further evaluation on him later on this week, so we definitely hope that he's doing all right, but I think Nuno did very well. I think he had earned some time like we had mentioned in previous podcasts, but just seeing those two in the midfield, it provided a different tenacity for Charlotte FC in this game.
0: It did, and it was the right decision that brought go back in his natural position. We had mentioned uh Charlotte FC seem to have missed that heart and soul in the midfield in terms of Brant Bronico being a leader, in terms of Brant Bronico being the workhorse, the guy that's willing, and you saw it with his yellow card, the willing to fight for his team, willing to put in a challenge where he needs to lead the press. So Brant Bronico being back in that midfield really made a difference. I thought Derek Jones had a far superior game than what we had seen of him in his previous matches during this year. It was more like the 2022 Derek Jones, which was important to see. And he looked more composed. He looked more, uh, just better on the ball and better with his challenges and things like that. So I think that formationally, it just looked like players were playing in their natural position, to to put it blatantly. It just looked like players knew where they needed to be and their responsibilities. I will say, we still saw the pinched-in fullbacks, which is fantastic in terms of going forward. I made a comment on the broadcast about Harrison Awful being inside the 18-yard box on an attacking opportunity. You don't see many fullbacks in that role, but it gave us bodies forward. But we saw the downside of these pinched-in fullbacks a couple of times. I mean, Orlando City had the ball in the back of the net twice. Yes, they were offside, but still wake-up call cool for that space that we still find where our fullbacks aren't able to recover in moments because they're pinched in. So I still think we need to work on the transitions defensively without being a party pooper.
1: But I thought we had very good play out of the fullbacks uh, from both. I think we, we've not had a day yet where you could say both fullbacks played well. Uh, Jalen Lindsay, as we mentioned earlier, uh, one of the best passes we've seen from Charlotte FC and, and real great for Jalen. You know, a Charlotte native, we know he's got a lot of fans uh, here in town that have seen him play from his time as a youth, went to Sporting Kansas City and uh had fallen out of favor in the lineup. Uh, Nathan Byrne had come in later in the season and played for the last five contests. And so Jalen getting a start, uh, Harrison Awful playing on the left side. I thought Harry was sublime in the game. I think he was somebody who provided a lot of leadership. And I think that's part of the reason why Christian Lantanzio seems to trust him in moments, especially critical ones. Uh, it, it looked like they knew exactly what they were doing, aside from, again, those market moments where.
0: Yeah, been, yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to make it clear I'm not saying they played badly I thought they played very well But still, mm. we, if we're going to continue to play we pinched in fullbacks We have to do a better job on the defensive transitions It doesn't take away from their performances In my opinion, Will I just think that yeah. we would be fools to think It was a p- perfect performance, right? It was amazing no, no. And there are amazing moments But we have to be aware of what is continuing to happen And what is continuing to happen in moments Is that we are giving up opportunities because of that space on our width and it's just something that i'm sure that the coaching staff is aware of and will continue to work on this was a huge jump in the right direction
1: yeah i made the remark in the broadcast you don't want to be relying on your 12th defender being the assistant referee's flag like that's that's not that's not a good place to be so from that perspective again it's it's uh, something that there definitely were some warning signs, but Charlotte FC able to prevail in the end. And and speaking of the reason they prevailed on defense, we have to spend a little bit of time, I think, on goalkeeper George Marks. Uh, didn't get the clean sheet that we wanted him to get, but does get his first MLS victory. He made six saves, including a sparkling one that you heard at the end of the montage that began the podcast. And... Man, oh man, I, I can't be happier for a guy on this club than I am for George Marks. I know you make fun of me because you say I have like five dudes on this club that I say are my guy. Uh, one of them is is George, just because I feel like he has come in and done everything that's been asked of him. I think that he's part of a very competitive goalkeeper room. Uh, I know that Pablo Sisniega being dropped probably has a little bit of unfairness attached to it because I don't think any of the goals that Pablo surrendered were his fault, but We've always been complimentary of George's footwork and you particularly of his ability to communicate. And he was very vocal in this match and very organized at the back. I'm very, very happy that George got his first MLS win last night.
0: I don't think it's a coincidence that our defense looked the most organized when the goalkeeper I would consider to be the most vocal and the most able to communicate with his defensive line, willing to communicate was in the net. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. And that's not to snide uh, Pablo Cisnega and Christian Colina. I think they're both wonderful goalkeepers. I think we have a very elite goalkeeper union and they all have different strengths. But from the first time I saw George Marks play, I was impressed with his communication and his footwork. And there's a couple of videos from behind the goal where you hear George Marks barking orders right before his big save. And as my experience in a goalkeeper, when you're barking those orders, you're staying switched in. And a lot of the times because you're communicating, you're able to be in the correct position to make those saves. And I have no doubt in my mind that one of the reasons he was able to make that elite save was because he was switched in, because he was communicating, because his defensive line were doing what they needed to do in other areas of the field. So I'm really happy for George. I think it was a very tough decision to drop Pablo Cisnega because when you look back at the goals he conceded, there wasn't really much he could do about it but we did keep talking about defensive organization over the last three games and i think that sometimes you have to if you're going to make changes to the back line if you're if you're planning to make a goalkeeper switch at any point then you may as well do it when you are making other changes to the back line now what's interesting is christian kalina continues to recover is you've got three goalkeepers that would want to play mls minutes now you've got two that have played mls minutes already this season what does latanzio do now because you can't, I mean, you can, but it would be very abnormal and very different at this point to go back to Pablo after Mm -hmm. this game. So it feels like George Marks is going to be given the nod until Kalina's back at least. So I'm excited to see George grow. I'm excited to see him flourish. And I think he's a big testament of patience and hard work and positive attitude. I don't think you ever hear George Marks say a negative word or without a smile on his face. right? And I think Mm -hmm. that he deserved this opportunity, and he took it with both hands and did a very good job in golf.
1: So it's it's weird. When we when we get a chance to watch extended training, uh, whether it's at uh, McAlpine or Bank of America Stadium, his voice is the one you hear the most. In fact, when we sit at the stadium and watch it, uh, we sit in the press box with the soundproof glass, you can still hear his voice through the soundproof glass barking out orders whenever they have the, uh, the the training when they go 11 v 11. So so that is an incredibly evident of his you know communication ability. I I don't know how he doesn't have a sore throat by the end of a training day. Uh, I might have to lend him some throat coat by the end of it. Uh, but in terms of just nah, his… We'll
0: build built differently, Willie P. Goalkeepers are yeah. built differently. That's the thing. That's why I don't need throat coat. We're it's just true. used to it. And I think George benefits from the modern-day goalkeeper. He yeah. is very good with his feet. He understands the extra role that a goalkeeper has to have in these day and age of being that sweeper keeper of using your feet. And yeah, there were some close calls. I would be amiss if I didn't mention the fact there are a couple of close calls. But he has the distribution and the composure to play himself out of those close calls.
1: Now, I think the question that's on everybody else's mind right now for Charlotte FC is what of you know the players that weren't used uh, on Saturday, Carol Sviderski. Uh, will probably not be a part of next week's contest because he did get called up to Poland. They play games on Friday and Monday in uh, qualifying for the European Championship of 2024. So uh looks like he will not be a part of the festivities this next weekend. Uh, the fact that he didn't even feature in the match, I think, is incredibly glaring. I don't know if that's uh, done by accident or done as a part of a mental break for Carroll. We know that it was not done because of any injury concern because he is getting the call up to Poland. But uh, what did you make of the fact that they get this thing done without even Carroll playing a part in this?
0: I don't think it really matters that Carroll didn't play, and that's not to disrespect him. But I think that when you know that he's not going to be available for selection next game, it's good to prepare yourself for that. You can't always expect to have Karol pulling you out as your get-out-of-jail-free card, which he was a lot of last season. So it was nice to see that we had other players that can step up in big moments, but I don't think we should look too much into it and be like, well, we won because we didn't have Carol playing. I don't think that's fair on Carol. I'm hoping that once Carol is able to return from international duty, I hope he has a great time in Poland and gets to feature some minutes at the elite national level. And I think he comes back refreshed. He comes back confident and Perhaps he gets an opportunity to play in a more natural position for Karos Federski as well.
1: I hope he features too, because I think editorially he got uh, he got jobbed with the World Cup, not getting featured more than forty five minutes. I know that Poland's a very strong side; I have a lot of strong players, but you know, him, having they ability. They look
0: garbage to... in the World Cup. Let's yeah. be real. Like, yeah. like they look bad in the World Cup. How you're not playing your young blood in that game? and An exciting product is wild to me.
1: Not, not, not to mention that he is part of the reason that they qualified. Like he, he had a couple of very sparkling goals, uh, for Poland and, and he was big on the work rate. Him and Lewandowski provide a very tantalizing partnership on the international level. And and the fact that he only featured the first 45 against Argentina, I'll never understand. So I hope he gets to at least, uh, take his rightful spot there with Poland, uh, on the international stage, uh. Fortunately for Charlotte FC, he's the only player that they'll be missing next week uh, in terms of international duty with the international break coming up in Europe. Uh, my last one for you uh, as we as we close up shop today is is how sustainable is this? We have New York next week and then uh a trip to Toronto after that. Uh, we'll preview those uh, again at a later date. But just from looking at ourselves, how sustainable is this result, especially if you think about the fact that you might be having Santos and uh, – and go in the midfield if Westwood can't go. Uh, I think that this, like I said, looks more like the Charlotte FC we're used to seeing. And I feel like you maybe make very few changes, if any, and everything you're looking at right now is just kind of fine-tuning uh, the parts, like we said, uh, in the back that you have to keep keep short up, if you will.
0: I think it's absolutely sustainable because now you have confidence. Now you have belief. Now you know you can grind out results. What I loved about this game was It was a tale of two halves, but not in a negative way. The first half was dominance, clinical finishing, confidence in the final third. The second half was weathering a storm. It was facing adversity. It was grinding out a result. And the game management and being able to get three points when your back was against the wall, when Orlando City were gunning down on you, when they were you know, really fighting back and had some momentum, shows a lot about where this team was mentally yesterday. I think that We look back at last season, and when we rounded up last season, a lot of the talk was about throwing away points at the death of games or not having game management or not being able to grind out results away from home or, you know, letting leads flail and and going from a winning position to a losing position. Yesterday night, we avoided all those things. We were able to make the correct decisions with game management, whether it was, you know, running towards the corner flag, whether it was George Marks picking up a yellow card for time-wasting. We did the little things right to ensure that we came out of Exploria stadium with three points. And that is very exciting to me.
1: I'm seeing tickets right now on Charlotte FC's Ticketmaster website, uh, starting at $55 for the game on Saturday. If you do not have a ticket into the bank, we'll need everybody there to make it a raucous environment against New York Red Bulls. Jess, I will see you Saturday and, uh, Uh, we'll hope to keep my parents' undefeated streak alive. I know we couldn't do it for Fat Andy, but uh, my folks will be in the building on Saturday, and we hope that uh, we can get them a victory because they were here for the Nashville game a year ago, and uh, that was one of our best and most flourishing victories.
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
1: This is Crown Corner, a podcast about Charlotte FC. We'll talk to you later on this week as we preview New York Red Bulls, but enjoy your victory Sunday and your victory week. All three points for the crown. For
0: Jess, I'm Willie P. We'll talk to you later on this week.